This is Taking Action Today with Michael Alder, episode 43. We're going to build your buyers list. What's up, everybody? A few weeks back, we figured out how to find highly motivated sellers to buy properties from. And as promised, I said I would bring Mike Miller back to tell us how to build a buyer's list because he's been absolutely on fire with this. Now, the best part of this episode, majority of the strategies offered in here are 100% free and highly effective. And the ones that are paid services, Mike has the coupon codes to go ahead and get you a discount and get you up and running at a minimal cost. So let's get right into this. Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me again. And thanks for coming back. Now, for all the listeners out there that may be new to this show and don't know Mike's story, you started as a real estate investor just this past year, not even a full year ago, and you've just recently quit your job. You're going full-time and successfully going full-time. You're not just trying this out. So, I mean, your story is mind-blowing to me, and I'm here to learn more of your strategies as well because you are absolutely killing it. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, I've been very blessed and uh, very fortunate to, uh, to have this opportunity. It's been fun. Very cool. You got the right attitude. I mean, you're doing things right. And most importantly, you're making money at this business. Um, yeah. I got to know. I mean, you know, a few weeks ago, I had how to find great deals. But I mean, you're moving these things. I want to know Mike Miller's strategy. How are you selling these deals? Let's dive right into your tips. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I've got a handful. I mean, there, there's a really just a, an unreal amount of ways to find legitimate buyers. And, you know, a lot of times, I think one of the biggest hurdles when people are first getting into the business, especially if they're looking to wholesale or, or something of that nature, like it, which is what I focus on, uh, they think that the buyers are so hard to find and they're so intimidated to call them and things of that nature. Uh, but I've actually come to find that the buyers are the easiest things to find. Um, you know, and even in markets tougher like yours, like obviously you can find some great deals up there, Mike. Mm-hmm. And that I could never find down here. However, um, you know, I still think that the buyers are easier easier to find than than, uh, than sellers or motivated sellers, at least in my experience. Uh, so, uh, if if you want to, I would say this is one of my favorite. I'll go ahead and start with one of them that, that is absolutely one of my favorite. Uh, I heard of this uh, from an investor out in Phoenix. And when I saw this, my jaw literally hit the floor. I couldn't believe this. I'm like, it's, it can't be that simple, really. So this is a great strategy when you're wanting to find uh, cash buyers that buy rentals and specifically Section 8 rentals. Now, some people love them. Some people don't. Uh, finding those people that are actually into ghost or, or uh, Section 8 properties um, it can be a little challenging in some areas. So this is my first tip. I consider this really an unbelievable tip. You can build a crazy, good, qualified buyer's list with this, just this alone, and it's free. Uh, Go to the website, gosection8.com. That's G-O-S-E-C-T-I-O-N, the number 8.com. And it's crazy. You're literally going to go there, and it literally gives you the landlord's name, phone number, the address of the property, how much they're renting it for, uh, what t- you know, where, where it's at and everything. You're going to know what type of property that person wants, where they want it, what they rent it out for, and you're going to have their phone number and name right there in front of you. That's awesome. This is a national database for this? Yeah, it's great. I mean, you literally just type in your city 
you know, like a large metropolitan area obviously is going to have a lot more than, than a smaller rural area. But, uh, you know, I just recently moved on up to the um, Greenville, South Carolina area, and there's a lot in there, uh, and there's also some, you know, in Charlotte, which is nearby, and I was trying some other uh, smaller towns in here and then. I mean, you can find, you know, maybe 10 or 15 in some of the smaller areas, but some of the metropolitan areas, you're going to find 80, 90, 120, you know, legitimate buyers with their cell phone numbers. Now, in some areas, there's some, uh, there's some property managers that actually use that site heavily. So you might actually be calling the property manager instead of the owner or the, the, the buyer. But that's okay. You can call them, network with them, see if they've got any buyers that are looking for more properties. And it's a great opportunity to just find more buyers that way as well. Oh, I'm glad you shared that there too, because I'm actually slightly off the subject. I'm doing a direct mail campaign right now, targeting landlords. And uh, I've been coming across a lot of property managers and not only does this have the opportunity to connect with their clients, but they're actually sending me their properties that their clients are struggling with. So it also brings Absolutely. in motivated seller leads too. So yeah, I mean, that's a yeah. hot, hot tip right there. We could just wrap up the show with that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I find that to be true too. You can actually, that, that can be a great source for uh, prop for inventory as well. I agree. You know I mean? When you call them and they just say, no, but, you know, this, this person's not looking to add any more properties. Uh, then all you say is, okay, well, if he, if he or she's not looking for more, uh, which of your other buyers or, or your other clients, are looking to add to their portfolios and then just put them on the spot and see what they say, you know, and if they're friendly, which most of them will, I mean, they, they want their clients to buy properties because they're probably going to be the purchasing agent on that transaction. They're probably going to get the money for that. They're also going to get the money on an additional rental that they property manage. So they definitely have some, some interest in helping you, uh, you know, get those buyers and other property. Yeah, good, good call. Leave no stone unturned on that conversation. Mm. Nope. Perfect. What's your next hot tip? Uh, let's see here. I would say, uh, you know, the county websites are uh, a great county and city. I would say county in general, in my, my cases, I see more uh, information there, like the county appraiser site. Okay. You can actually go there and uh, just go to the property search page. It's different on each one. But essentially, you're just going to go looking through uh, property records. You can either look through the sales or just look at, you know, who owns what. And when you do just some random searches, like just pick some names, Smith, John, Jones, uh, uh, you know, um, Morris, Williams, things like that. You type something in like that, and you're going to see repeat offenders, if you will. You're going to see people that have a (laughs) ton of properties. You know, you're going to fly through and you're going to see... A lot of people have just one property or maybe two properties. Then you're going to see some Mr. Sam Williams down here. He's got 32 properties in your county. That's a pretty good indicator he's a landlord, I would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, so, I mean, going there, uh, checking out, click on a couple of them, and make sure the mailing address, obviously, is different than the, uh, the property address, the subject property address. And then if that mailing address stays the same on all of them, that's very likely the home, the residence, or the business uh, business mailing address of that particular landlord or buyer. So you can either send them a letter. Um, in my experience, um, yellow letters don't, and this is just my experience. Not everyone has the same experience, but um, I would say generally a yellow letter to a buyer is not near as effective as it would be to a seller. 
Um, you you want to kind of go with a little more professional, maybe like a, I call them white letters, maybe printed up, maybe some letterhead, not too fancy, but definitely not super, you know, personal like a yellow letter handwritten would be. That looks a little unprofessional, and it, they don't really take it seriously in my experience. So if you want to send them a letter, you can do that. You could uh, capture them. You could have maybe a VA go on there for you and find anyone with maybe more than four properties um, in a certain zip code. Or There's so many ways to search. I mean, just that, that name thing I just told you, that's just one way to search. And depending on your site, you're going to have multiple ways to search. You got a VA go through there, create a list of anybody that owns more than four properties, and then send them a letter for you or a postcard or create a list or however you want to do that. Or you could take it one step further and skip trace that person. Maybe go on Google, uh, type in their, uh, you know, the acquisition name. Maybe it's uh, Sam Buys Houses LLC. You type in Sam Buys Houses LLC in Florida. See if you can find the phone number that way. Or if you can't find anything, then you could pay for a skip trace through something like, uh, you know, TLO or, or some of the other systems that, uh, that are out there. Oh, good call there. I got a, actually a, a funny follow-up to that, how you said searching the auditor site. I had a property that I owned personally, and uh, one of my partners in a company we owned together, he wanted the company to buy this property off of me. So we just quick claimed it to the company. So I go down to the county, I file this paperwork, and uh, he calls me two days later. He's like, did you file that? And I said, yeah. He's like, well, it's not in our name. So I pull it up and I go, I forget what the name was, but I'm like, who's this? He's like, it's not me. So I'm like, oh my God, what happened? They deeded the property to the wrong company. So I was like, well, who is this person? So I searched their name. Like you said, this person owns everything in a city called South Euclid, which is like one of Cleveland's surrounding suburbs. So like you just mm-hmm. said, you know, a handful of properties, if I come across something in South Euclid, I could reach out to this person that temporarily owned one of my houses and uh, see if they want to buy my South Euclid deal. That, yeah. uh, and that's a great the- intro too. Hey, uh, just want to give you a call. Hey, I know we're, we're partners in this property here. You know? Good call. We, yeah, I didn't even think about you know, the icebreaker. We temporarily nice. own this property uh, together. <laughs> Together, uh, even if you didn't know about it, the city kind of messed this up, or a county kind of messed this up. That's hilarious. Hey, yeah, I didn't in, even think in about the meantime, that. In the meantime, I saw that you own a couple of the properties in the neighborhood. I've got one. Are you in the market to purchase another? So that's just a great way to kind of break into that Nice. Yeah, see, I didn't even think about that part. Well done. Cool, cool. Now, what's your next strategy we could dive into? I've got a lot of them. I don't know how many you want to go with, Mike. How many? Hey, how many you go you, until you, you say, I, I'm, I'm turning off the spigot. Your audience doesn't get <laughs> <right>. any more. <laughs> so I think we can make the point today that, uh, you know, there are a ton of ways to find buyers, and it's really not as hard as a lot of people think. Uh, so I like this, this next one is list source. Uh, you know, a lot of people use it for finding motiv- uh, motivated sellers. They kind of do the absentee owner list or high equity list, things of that nature. And uh, I actually can use this for buyers. Um, I can, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and we'll, we'll get a link on the uh, show notes, if that's okay with you, Mike. How about that? Absolutely. We'll get a link in there? Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll get a link uh, of a YouTube. It's not me. It's just a YouTube video that kind of explains it. There's a few on there. And uh, this is a great way to find buyers that are actually buying right now in this market. So what I typically do, I'll just kind of give you a basic rundown. I'm going to search for any market recordings that have taken place in a certain area. You know, if I go by zip code or by county or by city, however you want to break that down, I like to go pretty deep or detailed into like, uh, I start with county and then I'll break it down into zip code. Um, But uh, what you do 
is uh, you select certain variables like last market recording date. I usually do three or six months. That means I know these buyers are buying right now in this market. Not mm-hmm. last year, not the year before. Maybe they bought 100 houses the year before, but they're not buying now because they're all tapped out or they're done or whatever. So I want to know the people that are buying right now. I also want to set the filter of single-family residents. That's typically what I focus on. I do you know, do some multifamily as well, but mainly single family. And in most areas, you're going to want to go for like a 900 to 1500 square feet type of uh, property. Those are the most popular. That's where most buyers are buying. So if you want to select those, those are like the main uh, items or variables that you uh, put into your filters. And then you search, and then you go into like a little custom search, and this will be all in the video but it breaks it down by zip code and you can actually tell what the hottest zip codes are right now where everybody's buying. And that can kind of tell you where to focus your marketing on. And then you can actually purchase that list of all those buyers and you can see who's buying right now, their mailing address and all that. And then you can go ahead and send them, you know, direct mail. Or again, you can skip trace them, try to find them online or use some sort of private investigative, uh, you know, uh, investigating software to get their phone numbers um, and call them direct now because you know they are qualified buyers that are buying right now. You know it. I mean, they're actually recorded sales. Uh, they're not tire kickers or anything. So, so that's a good one. And here's one other tip that may or may not be on this particular video that we're going to link to that is huge. Definitely do not forget this. If you buy this list, which is probably only going to cost you 30 or 40 bucks, which is an unbelievable return that you're going to have on this. Right. But nice. Yeah, but the, at the end of the day, do not click remove duplicates. You want to leave in the duplicates because what that tells you is the people that are buying over and over and over and over again in that six or three month period. You want to focus on those buyers first. Yeah, good call. That's your hot leads and they have the access to the cash to cash you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a good one. You know, not, not a lot of people uh, use that for buyers and direct mail to buyers does work. Um, I've had uh, pretty good success with it. Uh, I've nice, built a yeah. buyer's list so far right now that I don't have to do that near as much as I used to. Um, but you can never have enough buyers, you know. So uh, I agree. Next one I would say is uh, Craigslist. Do you find Craigslist buyers? Do you find buyers on there? Oh, yeah. That, I mean, that's a huge part of my marketing there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of people will go to the, you know, um, the uh, real estate by owner section and kind of see the, we buy houses guys, you know, wholesalers and other investors that are, that are marketing in that particular manner. And, you know, you can actually just call those people up and say, Hey, I saw your ad on Craigslist. Uh, are you, are you a wholesaler? Are you a rehabber? What are you doing? And just kind of, you know, network with them. Obviously we're, you and I are both real big on networking mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, that's going to uncover some stuff there. You're going to come across a lot of people that you probably don't want to work with. You're also going to come across uh, some people that are strictly wholesalers, uh, which is fine. Those are always good to add into your, you know, uh, your network as well, because they're going to have access to buyers too. You know, you can talk to them about partnering up on deals in the future. If you have a property, you can bring it to them, and then we bring their buyer into the deal, and everybody gets, you know, paid at that point. So there's a way to kind of use somebody else's network. Um, and then here's another way that, I mean, I, I think it's relatively well-known, but maybe not to all, the for rent by owner section. I like to go in there because typically, I mean, if you're renting a property, 
you probably own it or you manage it. So again, you're going to get in contact with the owners of properties of rentals, and you're also going to get in uh, contact with other property managers. And again, you can you can you can find buyers that way. And their phone number's right there. And I think a takeaway of this, and you and I have talked about this several times, everybody's afraid to pick up the phone and make a connection. And if you are willing to do that, it sets you apart from the crowd so fast. So, I mean, don't be afraid to pick up the call. I mean, yeah, you're going to meet some people you don't like, you don't want to like, but overall, yeah. you're going to connect with some amazing people and that's going to skyrocket your business. You are. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If I were to put a number on, let's say that I called, let's say that I called maybe 10 of those, uh, you know, let's say they were in the for sale by owner uh, section, you know, it looked like possibly wholesalers or rehabbers that were trying to retail their property or something. Let's mm-hmm. say I called 10 of those. I would say probably half of those are going to go to voicemail. You're not going to get anybody. Uh, I would say maybe two more. You're probably not going to like talking to them. You're probably never going to want to call them back <laughs> again. And then maybe one or two of the others, you're going to go, you know what? This is a cool person. It sounds like they've got inventory. Sounds like they're really active. Sounds like they're actually going to call people and talk. They're good on the phone. They're go-getters, you know. So, I mean, I, I think that's probably generally kind of some rough numbers that you could expect. So, just because you call 10 people doesn't mean you're going to be on the phone with 10 people. I mean, I would say you're probably only going to get three or, three or four people on the phone. And some calls are going to go quick. And the other are going to last maybe five or six minutes, something like that. Not much time. So, I wouldn't be too afraid of it as far as taking, oh, my gosh, 10 phone calls. I'm going to be on the phone forever. I doubt it. You're not going to get a hold of that many people. Yeah, no, good call. The first five, like you said, you're going to voicemail, you're done in four minutes with those. And then uh, yeah. the few that you do connect with, that's all you really need, you know, to actually change your business there. A couple solid yeah. buyers every day. Now, you Absolutely. had sent me something I never used before. I hope you could uh, dive into this a little bit. A site called findcashbuyersnow.com. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, this is um, this is by Kent uh, Clover. I found it Clover. Uh, I think I've heard some people call call him Clothier. I'm not sure if that's Ooh. what it is or not. <laughs> Sounds a little uh, French or something. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Kent has put together this uh, software that I actually had access to for a while. I paid for the subscription, um, and then I also had a mentor that allowed me to kind of check it out on the front end um, to have access to see if I even wanted to pay for it at one point. So I took right. a look at it. Um, it's a national database. You go in there and you just type in certain parameters like vacant, high equity, out of state, absentee owners, things like that. You select what you'd like and, uh, and you put in the, you know, zip codes or city or county or whatever you want to do. I think it's zip code and city on that. And it literally pulls up people that have vacant properties that again, if you select high equity, they're high equity only. You don't have to worry about sending to properties that have zero equity. So these are kind of the low-hanging fruit properties, if you will. Um, they're also going to do the out-of-state. So, I mean, you can actually uh, you can, you can do absentee in-state or out-of-state. It's kind of like list source, but um, honestly, I actually like the findcashbuyersnow.com uh, website and database better and easier to use than list source. Uh, for sellers, uh, it's excellent. It really is uh, for, for finding those vacant properties. I don't know how they get this information, but uh, I've had great success with these lists. Really good success with these lists. So and this, it does cost you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
I was just going to ask you. It sounds like you're dipping into that. What the uh, subscription uh, cost yeah. is for this? I mean, there's certain times they run promotions, uh, so I think I came in on a promotion time. Uh, but I want to say it's like a hundred bucks a month or something like that. But I'm telling you, it's pretty worth it. I would say so. I mean, you're gonna, you're really gonna be. Uh, I'm sorry, I was saying uh, find motivated sellers now. They, they have both of them: find motivated sellers now and find cash buyers now. They're both by the same company, or they're both presented or, or created by Kent. They both work very similar ways. They look the same. They're very simple to use. And the cash buyers now, I'm sorry, that goes off of, uh, uh, you know, recent sales. You can actually choose, how, you know, for instance, if that buyer, uh, you know, has only purchased two houses, you can actually weed him out. Because, you know, a lot of times, I don't know if you're in your case, but, you know, a lot of times you're going to have a northerner that owns, you know, maybe a property up north and then a summer or a winter home down south. Mm-hmm. So I don't really want to be contacting people that just have two properties. I want to contact people that probably have four or more because likely if you have four or more, they're probably not four of your personal residences across the country. You know? Yeah. Good call. So you're, probably, yep. you're probably a buyer. Uh, you know, you're probably a landlord of some sort. So anyway, find cash buyers. Now I got a little mixed up because they, they do, they do both find motivated <laughs> sellers now and find cash buyers. Now, same company work very, very well. I'm a, I'm a fan of both of those. They work, they work very well to find legit buyers. And I would say about 20% of those actually have phone numbers with them. Um, oh, nice. Phone numbers are kind of hit and miss, but you're going to get a few people on the phone with those. And that's, I mean, that's, that's the fastest way to get somebody on the phone or somebody, you know, to determine if they're a buyer or not, just call them. And if that's a good number, boy, you, you're saving yourself the money on sending them a postcard or a letter and hoping they call you back. You literally just get them on the phone and qualify them right now. So yep. that's a great source as well. That's a good one. Excellent. Um, do you want to hear anything else? Yeah, I want. I want to know what your MLS skip tracing buyers is. Well, is this it's top a bit secret controversial? <laughs> it's a big controversial. Are we going to edit this out um, now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do have access to MLS, even though I am not a real estate agent. Uh, and everyone, don't don't call the police. Not a problem. <laughs> We're kidding. Um, Mike's a totally, he's a licensed agent. This is totally legit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I was able to, to, you know, work with an agent uh, fairly early on and I was able to get access. Um, and, you know, and I don't go in there to get lockbox codes and I don't go in there to, you know, make notes or read, you know, special insider information. All I want to know, I want to be able to put in a comp, and look at some, some good sold comps to be able to get some good data and be able to make fair offers and real offers off real numbers. And then I want to be able to see who's buying those properties around that subject property so that I can know, hey, these are the first people I'm going to call because they bought in this neighborhood before. They just bought two months ago a property just like mine. I'm going to call them first and say, hey, do you want another one in the same neighborhood? It's, it looks like it's right up your alley. So what I do is I look at the sold comps that are all cash that are uh, similar to my property within a little, uh, you know, like maybe a half mile or less proximity. And I actually go to the property appraiser site and I see who bought it and I skip trace the person that bought it or the company or entity that bought that property. And then I go directly to them and I pitch my properties directly to them first. Uh, you know, that. 
you know, because it's, it's right by them. I mean, if, if you could really have a qualified buyer, that's about the most qualified buyer you could find. I mean, they're buying in that neighborhood and the type of property that you have. So, and they purchased recently for all cash. So, I mean, it's like, that is the buyer. I mean, if they right. have more cash right now, that, that is a great candidate. So I use MLS in that way. It's super powerful. Uh, well, you can find some real heavy hitter buyers that way. Well, while we're on the subject of that, and since we just made it controversial, you could actually, and correct me if I'm wrong, can't you do the same thing, maybe not as effective using Zillow? Or am I wrong on this? Yeah, you can. Uh, but Zillow uh, doesn't usually have all of the comps and the most updated data. Gotcha. Uh, so I just find that the, the quality of the comps, uh, are much better in MLS. Nice. So get in bed with a real estate agent. That's going to give you the hookup. And (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I mean, it takes some time. I mean, it's not something you're going to be able to typically, I can't say I, I, I'm sure it's happened before, but, um, I'm sure some real estate agents are not real. They don't really care too much, which is scary. Uh, but right. you, you don't want you don't want to trust everybody. But um, I'm sure somebody put an ad online looking for real you know friendly real estate agent or investor friendly. There we there go. There you go. Yeah, real estate agent uh, to help me with some market research, and they call them up. And they're like, Hey, what do you need? MLS access? Here's my here's my credentials. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm sure that's happened at some point. However, yep, I agree. <laughs> uh, it didn't happen in my experience. I had to kind of. Uh, you know, court that agent, if you will, for a little while and really showed them that I was legitimate and honest and I wanted to help them make money, not only just me. And I do flip them leads that are retail leads all the time. I mean, on a daily basis, I send them free listing leads and they love me. So, um, you know, I mean, when you can make it lucrative or beneficial to both parties and they realize that you're not trying to get in there and screw them over, and look at and you know and really turn it into a situation where they're going to get in trouble. Then a lot of these people, I mean, if they if they deal with any investors whatsoever, they kind of get what you need to know, and they don't want to sit there on the computer and get emails from you all day long and into the evening saying, "Hey, can you run comps on this? Hey, can you do a CMA on this?" You know, that's a lot of time for you know you know how many offers we make. You know, we make a ton of offers. So, I mean, mm-hmm. they would be doing CMAs till the cows came home, you know? <laughs> so, <I> mean, <laughs> once they realize how honest you are and that you're not going to try to, you know, take advantage of them, you really want to help them make money, too, they're usually pretty open to it. Now, is it something you want to broadcast to the world of who's giving you access? Absolutely not. Only on um, my podcast, but other than that. <laughs> yeah, only on your podcast, yes. Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, is it illegal? No. Does the realtor board shy away from it? Do they want you to do that? No, they don't want you to because they want you to pay the realtor fees to get access. You know, they want right. you to pay the MLS access fees for that database, but you're not listing properties. You know, you're not doing what they're doing. You know, you're not farming off. Now, you, you can. I mean, you can get on there and you can farm. You can actually find some leads off of there, too, which I don't do a ton on seller leads on there. I don't really focus on that. I do more off-market stuff. Um, but, I mean, you could if you wanted. You could do some, like, expired listings and things like that with access to MLS. So, I don't know. I, I, it just it takes a little bit of a relationship, uh, but I think it's, it's definitely doable. And it's not something you're going to go to jail for. It's just something that the realtor board uh, doesn't, they don't Browns like it. upon. 
<laughs> no, I like that you covered it too, though. I mean, when you add value to the agent, they'll be willing to work with you in most cases. Once they know you're an ethical, solid person and you're bringing them leads as well, it's a win-win mm-hmm. and everybody can work together for the greater good. Yeah, exactly. Or just get your license. You don't want to. You can do that. Yeah, you could do that too if you want to be an agent. But yeah, I mean, you shared some awesome strategies with us. You actually sent me a whole list, which I think I'm going to add the others into the show notes. But I mean, the ones we went over there, those are some key, key strategies that people could build a buyer's list immediately if they just get out there and get started. I'd love to hit one more. Please do. Please do. I've got, I've got one more, which you would think that they wouldn't do this, but they do. I mean, a lot of these sites do this. Uh, you know, everybody's heard of the Leah group. And, uh, you know, real estate investor association and, uh, you know, what you can do, you can actually Google these real estate, uh, these RIA group websites and you can look for things like keywords, like vendor list or preferred vendors or, uh, member directory or just directory, things like this. You can go to these webpage and a lot of times, not all the time. And I would say a pretty good amount of time, maybe like 30, 40% of the time, they literally have everyone that is in their group, every member that pays dues and their phone number right there. Every one of them. It's crazy. Nice. So, I mean, there's one, I'm not going to, I'm not going to name it at this point, but <laughs> there's one near me. Um, there's one near me that is a huge county and, and a very, very hot market. And, um, it's a really big RIA group and literally like two or 300 different, uh, active members and all their phone numbers. And I'm telling you, I use the, uh, I use the magic of voice blast to call all 300 of them in a matter of like five minutes. Um, <laughs> and I generated probably 40 or 50 phone calls of active buyers right now that were calling me and saying, Hey, yes. I am active. I'm in the, yes, I, you know, essentially what I say on my voice class is, Hey, I was looking online. I found you on the RIA site. Uh, give me a call back. If you're still active in the market and you're looking for deals or you have anything to sale, uh, sell, here's my phone number. So I'm already qualifying them. Okay. If you have something for sale or if you're looking to buy things, call me. So, you know, if not, don't call me, you know? So, um, it, it really, shoots a ton of qualified people that are active and hungry right now to your phone. And those are free phone numbers and free. I mean, that is free information people. And that is good stuff right there. Yeah. I absolutely love that strategy. I use a voice blast too. Is that a paid service for that? Yeah. I use one called slidebroadcast.com. It is, uh, it's excellent, man. I, I really, I've implemented it into pretty much a day, a day by day process into my uh, workflow because we all know that, that making follow up calls really is what gets you a lot of deals. The 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 money's you know the the money's in the follow up. Follow-up. If you can do that, yeah, mm-hmm. the fortunes in the follow up. I'm glad you. I was trying was trying to find <laughs> it in my brain, but uh, no you problem. know. So if we can if we can do that consistently, that's awesome. That's we all know if we've got a lot of leads coming in, that's a lot of time. I mean, make an individual phone call to each person. I mean, shoot, right now I've got like five or 600 people that I have to follow up with pretty consistently. And boy, I mean, it would take me an eternity to do that manually. So what I do is I separate them into separate cat, separate categories. 
I copy and paste all of those phone numbers. Like, for instance, if I've had no voice contact with these 50 people or these 100 people that I've tried multiple times, I have a special voicemail for that group of people. So I actually copy and paste those numbers into my voice blast live broadcast and attach that, which I've already got it recorded. I've already recorded it ahead of time. The no voice contact, multiple attempt voice, voicemail, and that literally sends 100 or 200 or 300, however many you've got, voicemails directly to their phone instantly. And then what you do is you qualify and say, hey, you kind of pre-qualify them to kind of weed them out. Uh, you'll actually have them just only call me back if A, B, and C, you know, matches you to really kind of get the, the low-hanging fruit and that kind of stuff to call you first. And real motivated people are willing to kind of work within your parameters, those are the people that end up calling you back. And instead of you calling 100 people and trying to find two or three or five of them out of there that are, that are willing to work with you, you send out 100 voicemails, and then in about an hour, you're going to have those three to five people call you. Yeah, good call there, because, you know, it, that's going to help with discouragement, too. It's, you know, getting out there Absolutely. and getting, you know, consistent 100 calls when you can blast them, the three positive ones come back at you, boom, you move forward with those. Yeah. Focus on those. And then just keep hitting the other ones that didn't reply for the next, you know, maybe two or three more times. And if they don't, they still don't reply, then maybe put them on like a, a three or six month ticker or something to where you follow Good up call. with them again. Yeah. Maybe the motivation follow, you know, maybe the motivation is there then at that point. So I don't know, but I use that for buyers and for sellers. Uh, it works extremely well for buyers. I mean, unreal how well it works for buyers and, and other investors. So if you're scraping Craigslist or Google or RIA sites or go section eight or whatever you're doing for buyers or investors, it's going to work like a charm for those types of people. I mean, literally you're going to send out, let's say if I sent out a hundred, as long as let's, let's just guess, or let's, 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 let's imagine that all the 100 of the phone numbers were actually good phone numbers, and, you know, which they're not all going to be good phone numbers. But let's say they are all 100 good phone numbers. If you do that to buyers, you're probably going to have 30 to 40 phone calls in the next hour instantly back. So, I mean, it's crazy on the buyers. Now, on the sellers, I would say I have about a probably a half that, probably about a 20% response rate um, from sellers on that. So um, Either way, though, you know, those are some solid way, numbers to get going, those are you crazy know? Numbers. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. And for, for very little effort. And it costs about, you know, you kind of prepay on the slide broadcast thing. You know, you can pay for uh, a thousand broadcasts, which go direct, again, directly to voicemail, and it does not ring their phone um, for like 60 bucks. Oh, that's Which great. I find to be really, really affordable uh, and really worth it. I mean, because imagine how much time you're saving. There's no right. way you could possibly call that many people, even in one day. I mean, I mean, yep. I struggle. I mean, if, if there's a, if there's a, uh, you know, a decent amount of people actually pick up the phone, 50 phone calls is pretty hard to do in a day. But if I can do a hundred or 200 phone calls in a matter of just a couple minutes, boy, I mean, you can really explode your business. I think there's going to be a spike in a uh, voice blast sales after this show goes live too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, by the way, I'll, I'll put in my referral code for you guys. Oh, yeah, and, go, uh, go for it. Absolutely. I think it actually gives you and me a discount if you use my referral code. So Yeah, that we'll might absolutely work out link to that. For yeah. sure. Good call. 
Well, Mike, I really appreciate catching up with you. As always, you know we're going to tune in to episodes in the future, too, because you are just absolutely killing it in here. Um, Where is the best place for the listeners to connect with you? You know, uh, they can just give me a call. Um, Just leave me a message. It goes directly to voicemail, um, and I'll follow up with you. Just kind of let me know uh, what you're calling about, and uh, I will get in touch with you. We'll uh, we'll see what we can do to to work together. Uh, It's 863-229-0155. Very cool. I appreciate that. I'm going to link to everything in the show notes. It's always fun catching up. You take care. Hey, thanks so much. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening in today. For more tips on real estate investing and creating streams of passive income, stop by michaelalder.com or connect with me on Twitter at michaelalder34, or you can find me on Facebook. All right, everybody. Thanks, and let's take action today.